Welcome to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, coming to you from the northern tablelands of New South Wales. I'm Luke, and on Tableland Explorers, we unpack the truths of the Bible and adapt them to our lives. Today we have an awesome show lined up for you today, and we have Noah and Ethan with us today. How are you guys going? Yeah, great. Excited to be back in the studio and doing another study. Yeah, I've been well. I'm just really excited and pumped to be back for another study. Mm. How about you, Luke? Yeah, I'm doing very well. I've uh, had some holidays, so I'm pretty refreshed. I was able to go away uh, to a friend's place over, oh, over the holidays and did some wakeboarding. That was oh. a lot of fun. Uh, what did you guys do during your holidays? Uh, well, not much. You know, it's just the holidays. This lockdown hasn't been too helpful. Yep. Mostly just been riding my bike around town, finding new different tracks. I've also been practicing for my learner's driver's test, and Ooh. I've been excited to turn 16 so then I can go for that. Yeah. Uh, I think so the only problem you passed that? You've got your L's now? Uh, no, not yet. Not I've yet. just do, been doing the practice test, oh, the so practice then when test, I go yeah. on to do it, I'll be more confident, get 100%, yep. hopefully. No, that'll be good. Well, hopefully you pass and you'll mm, hopefully. be on the road, getting a little bit more independent. Oh, yeah. I don't know if my mum likes that. <laughs> How about you, Noah? What have you been doing during your holidays? Oh, not a whole lot, you know. A bit less school and working more, I suppose, you know. Working? What have you been doing for work? Oh, just, you know, general farm stuff, just different stuff around the farm, you know, herding sheep and drenching sheep, shearing, just different stuff like that. Mostly sheep work. Sheep are annoying. Sheep. Yeah, that's with um, Leighton, yeah? Yeah, that's yep. right, yeah. I went out and helped him and his dad move some sheep once and they just told me to get in there and do it yep. and I think sometimes those sheep got the better of me. Yep, just make a lot of noise. That's it, oh, but that's um, wrestling them down the chute, that's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So speaking of wrestling them down the chute, I know Leighton and his dad, um, Eric, have some pretty big sheep out there and I was struggling with them and I'm a lot bigger than you, so how did... You go with wrestling those sheep down the chute there, Noah? Oh, it's not too bad. It depends. With sheep, you know, it's the right technique. They're not too bad. With rams, they're very hard. Rams yeah. are often twice the size of sheep and twice as heavy. And uh, me and my brother were both on one once and just tackling it around. It's just dragging us around everywhere <laughs> oh, no. as we're trying to tackle it down. Oh, like yeah. They're a lot harder because the idea is that you kind of twist their head behind their neck and kind of just pull them over. Yeah. Um, and with rams, they, rams just don't let you do that. Yeah, they can. they're pretty strong for... Um, sheep, aren't they? You know, yeah. When you're trying to move them around. I know um, I was struggling to hold on to them because of my accident and my hands. You know, I was trying to hold on to the uh, wool as I was we're moving them around in this um, – it was in the well, – we're trying to get them in this shoe. We're in the yards. And, mm. yeah, it was really good hand workout trying to hold on to them yeah. and, and guide them. Yeah, I've um, I've got my hands actually caught in the wool before. It's oh, have quite you? painful. <laughs> yeah, and they take off and they yeah. – you go with them. yeah. Oh, I've had the same experience with goats, man. Like, just trying to catch them with what, with Zed. They're like, oh, you just go near them, boom, they're gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. even with a motorbike, they're, they're like so fast. Like, dang. Like, it would yeah. be suck to try and get in front of one of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they would felt. be very, pretty hard. Oh. Cattle's a bit easier, hey? Yeah, they're like just... I was I was at a church member's place the other day for, um just went and visited them and they had to move their cattle. Mm. So I joined them and we just sort of, you know, moved them off into another... Another paddock. Yeah, you know, that was a lot easier moving mm. cattle than sheep because I've helped um, other church members with their sheep moving them from paddock to paddock. Um, but yeah, cattle are definitely a lot easier. Yeah. yeah, cows are definitely easier. So, Ethan, between your last time you were here in the studio to now, um, you got baptized. You gave your heart to Jesus in, in baptism. Um, how did how did that day go? Because unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there. I was preaching at another church, and I couldn't get out of that, so I couldn't be there. So how did how did that go? I personally think the day went well, even though my pastor kept kept apologizing that the music wouldn't work or that we had a video of um it was basically me over my lifetime. Yep. And he kept apologizing that it wouldn't work. But I was like, I think it went well because everyone still saw the baptism. I I made um the commitment to Jesus. So I personally think it went went all right. Yeah. No, oh, that's awesome. I really wish that I could have been there. But tell us a little bit about your journey in making that decision. So I grew up in an Adventist family and um I'd never really thought about baptism until big camp in twenty seventeen, I believe. Um, in the junior tent, they had an appeal for if you want to get baptized. And I didn't go up on the stage, but they had the little leaflets that if you wanted to write down your name, the guy would get in touch with your pastor mm-hmm. and you'd have Bible studies. So I did have the Bible studies. 
and I completed them. But in our Papua New Guinean culture, well, where my mom's from in her province, uh, and when you turn 15, that's when you're considered a man or spiritually and mentally yeah. mature. So my mom was like, no, we'll wait until you're 15 and then you can get baptized. So I waited until yeah. I was 15 and then I asked mom, can I get baptized? And she was like, all right, sure. So then that day happened mm-hmm. and I got baptized. So you said you made the decision to be baptized in 2017 and you got baptized at the end of 2021. So in that, you know, three to four year period, like how did you feel yourself you grew in your relationship with Jesus and becoming a disciple? Well, honestly, at first when my mom said no, I was like, oh, why did she say that? But like now that I look look back, I think it was a good thing because over the years as I've mm-hmm. studied the Bible more and more and I've attended church and actually been listening to what the pastor's saying, I've definitely developed a much better understanding of the Bible now than what I would have had when I was younger. Mm. And we do as we get older. You know, baptism is the beginning of your journey, not Mm. the end. You know, some people go, okay, you've done these Bible studies, we'll get baptized, and you're done. No, you know, when when we get baptized, it's the beginning. It's the beginning of the journey. It's the commitment to Jesus. And now you continue to study. You continue to learn more and more about God. Over the last 12 weeks, we have been going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. Now, these study guides were showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. Now, Desmond Doss was the hero of Hacksaw Ridge. If you have seen the movie Hacksaw Ridge, these studies were based around Desmond's faith. What did he know about the Bible that made him the man that he was? And if you would like to listen to that series, you can go to faithfm.com.au or go to the Faith FM Australia app and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers and you'll see that study series there. But today, we're going to be starting a new series. Now, this series is called The Secrets of Prophecy. Did you know that one-third of the Bible is devoted to prophecy? Wow, that is a lot of the Bible. It is. And, you know, if we didn't study prophecy, that's one-third of the Bible that we wouldn't be studying. Man... You know, and so if there's that much prophecy in the Bible, it's important, right? And we're going to find through this series that Jesus is the center of the prophecies. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text SOP study, one word, no spaces, to 04888808831. And we will send you a link that will take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So text SOP study, that's S O P S T U D Y to 04888808831. Today we are on study guide number one, titled The Secrets of Prophecy. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around and get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, and here is Matt Meninkus with Give Me the Bible. Give me the Bible, star of gladness, gleaming. To cheer the wonder, lone and tempest-tossed No storm can hide that peaceful radiance beneath Since Jesus came to seek and save the lost Give me the Bible, holy message shining Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way Precept and promise, law and love combining Till night shall vanish in eternal day Give me the Bible when my heart is broken When sin and grief have filled my soul with fear Precious words by Jesus spoken Hold up faith's lamp to show my Savior dear Give me the Bible, holy message shining Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way Precept and promise, law and love Till night shall vanish in eternal day
pour all my steps and lighten. Teach me the danger of these realms below. That lamp of safety or the gloom shall brighten. That light alone the path of peace can show. Give me the Bible, holy message shining. Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way. Precept and promise, law and love combining. Till night shall vanish in eternal day. In eternal day. In eternal day. Welcome back to Table and Explorers. Today we're going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides. These study guides are taking us through some of the most amazing prophecies of the Bible. Some of them have already been fulfilled. Some of them are being fulfilled right now. And some will be fulfilled in the near future. They will also cover some of the most important teachings of the Bible. If you are a keen student of the Bible or just interested in what the Bible says, then these studies are for you. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section. Look for Table and Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. We're about to start our study, so if you'd like to follow along with us, then text SOP study, one word, no spaces, to 04 31 and download study number one, titled The Secrets of Prophecy. So as we do every time we open the Bible and study the scriptures, we are going to just have a word of prayer before we start. Dear Jesus, as we open your word and these study guides, I pray that you fill our hearts and minds with your Holy Spirit, that you lead and guide us through this study, and that you help us to know and understand what you need us to understand. And I pray that we will get a blessing out of doing this study and that you will bless those that are listening. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, Niels Bohr, a Danish physicist, once said, Prediction is very difficult, especially if it's about the future. Predicting the future can be quite risky. Notice these statements. Horace Racken, president of the Michigan Saving Bank in 1903, gave this advice to Henry Ford. He said, The horse is here to stay, and the automobile is only a fad. If only he knew how wrong he was. Like, look around us. Almost everywhere we go, there is a car or some sort of moving vehicle to get us from one place to another. And we get there a lot quicker on a, in a car than we do on a horseback. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and in 1927, H.M. Warner from the Warner Brothers actually said, who the hell wants actors to talk? Oh, man, like, it's hard to think that there were actually such thing as silent movies. I know, that would do my head in. Oh, just like, what is he doing? What is he doing? Like, dang, like, now you see everywhere, it's just... The reason actors are so famous is because of how they can change their voice to suit specific roles in movies. Yeah, and they're one-liners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're yeah. pretty funny. So back in 1943, Thomas Watson, the chairman of IBM, which back then was like a big technological company, said, I think there is a world market for maybe five computers. A world market? I've got two in my house. <laughs> like how many computers have you got? Oh, well, in the town, probably like three, three? at least. So there, between us, we've got the world market already. <laughs> I mean, like, every household has, like, a couple of different computers. Does a phone count as a computer? Because I don't have a computer in my house. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. But phones these days are pretty much like computers, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Check this one out. Daryl Zanuck from 20th Century Fox in 1947 said, Television won't last because people will soon get tired of staring at a plywood box every night. Unfortunately, most nights I'm sitting in front of the TV. Oh, that is so TV. true. <laughs> you know, and, um, yeah, but how's that? That's only 1946, and, hey, people won't sit and watch TV. That's not that long ago. Yeah. And yet that's the main thing most people do. You know, it's when you get home from work, you just put the TV on yeah. and watch a movie yeah. or a TV show. It's funny how it says plywood box because look at them now. They're like as thin as laptop screens almost. Yeah, they are, aren't they? They're definitely not a plywood box now. Mm. 
President of Decca Records, commenting on the Beatles in 1962, said, We don't like their sound, and guitar music is on the way out anyway. Oh, wow. Oh, dude, some popular songs nowadays just have guitar, and, like, it sounds so it's good, though. It's the main intr- instrument, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, mm. wow. And that was only 1962. Mm. Now... Just think these guys saying these things back then, they were like predicting the future, right? And none of this has come true. Despite the risk, a look into history uncovers a variety of cultures fascinated with knowing the future. The prophets who wrote the ancient scriptures used mysterious symbols and time codes to describe over 1,000 startling and specific predictions. These prophecies predicted major events and the rise and falls of nations throughout history. The most intriguing and controversial Bible prophecies are those that speak of our time. Among other things, the prophets saw a rapid increase in technology and pace of life, a union of religious and political powers causing war and destruction. They also saw greedy capitalists who used the cheap labour of the poor, a global economic collapse. They also saw the destruction of the environment and the formation of global politics and the globalization of the world. What is the purpose and relevance of prophecy, you might ask? Why was the prophecies written in mysterious code and symbols? How accurate is Bible prophecy, and what do the prophecies really mean? Throughout this series, you will discover the key that will unlock the secrets of prophecy. As the future becomes clear, important teachings will help you discover life's purpose and answer life's mysteries. So question one in our study says, who claims the ability to truly know the future? Let's check out this claim in the Bible in Isaiah 46 and verses 9 and 10. And it says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. You know, these ancient pagan religions of the world relied on special trained mystics and astrologers to communicate with their nature gods and understand the future. Prophetic omens were determined by observing the strange movements of natural events. The fate of kings and nations were predicted based on the formation of stars and planets, the behavior of birds, the movement of oil through water, and even the liver condition of dead sheep. Yeah, and you know, the God of the ancient scriptures declares that he is the only one who can truly predict the future. This unique quality of knowing and telling the things that are not yet done can easily be tested through the study of Bible prophecy. With over 1,000 clear prophecies and one-third of the Bible devoted to prophecy, you can take God's challenge and test if He is real and can truly predict the future. You know, quite a few leaders throughout history have taken a keen interest in Bible prophecy. Some made decisions because they believed in God's prophecies. Others openly tried to defy the prophecies. King Cyrus, the first great Persian monarch, commanded the rebuilding of the Jewish temple as a result of the prophecies contained in the books of Daniel, Isaiah, and Jeremiah. Yeah, and also Alexander the Great spared the city of Jerusalem from destruction and worshipped in its temple after he was shown the prophetic book of Daniel. Yeah, and you know, Jesus Christ told his followers they needed to study and understand the book of Daniel. His life and death were also perfectly matched to the prophecies contained in the Old Testament. Former U.S. President Ronald Reagan worked with Pope John Paul II to overthrow communism, partly because he feared the prophetic battle of Armageddon. And also, Adolf Hitler openly opposed the prophetic God of the Bible. Yeah, and Saddam Hussein believed that he was the modern fulfillment of the key character in the prophetic book of Daniel, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Question 2 says, Who does God reveal his secrets through? Amos 3.7 says, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Prophets were men and women who God especially chose to share with us his secret mysteries. Many of these mysteries were predictions for the future or prophecies. Now, it is important to note that Jesus warned against false prophets, like in Matthew 24 verse 24. 
The easiest way to determine a false prophet is by using the scriptures as a benchmark. Yeah, and if their predictions do not come true or they conflict with the teachings of scripture, you can be assured they are not a true prophet of God. Question 3 says, When will the secrets of prophecy be revealed? Now Daniel 12 verse 4 tells us, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the end of time. Many shall run to and fro, and the knowledge shall increase. The two prophetic books that will be investigated most fully in this series are Daniel and Revelation. The book of Daniel contains prophecies that were concealed or kept secret until the time of the end. Daniel 12 verse 4. And Revelation, or the Apocalyptus, comes from the Greek word apocalypto, which means to reveal secrets. It is this book that unlocks the secrets of Daniel and reveals new prophecies for our time today. Yeah, and although prophecies have always been relevant, now is especially the time to read and understand the secrets of prophecy. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text SOP study, that's one word, no spaces, to 04888880831. And we'll send you a link that will take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So text SOP study, that's S-O-P-S-T-U-D-Y, to 04888880831. Today we're on study guide number one titled The Secrets of Prophecy. Also, we have this awesome free offer for you today, so stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Sweet Deliverance with Back to the Bible. Let's get back to the Bible. Let's get back to the truth. Let's get back to the Bible. Oh, let's get back to the truth. 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 Oh, if we walk in light, as He is in the light, and do our best from day to day, He will be faithful to forgive our sins, and blessings will all flow our way. He has promised a crown of glory, and on that promise I'll stand. For if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, He will forgive this wretched man. Let's get back to the Bible. Let's get back to the truth. Let's get back to the Bible. Let's get back to the truth. So just love the Lord, you your model as your sword, and love your neighbor as yourself. When you feel weak and tired on your feet, don't be afraid to ask Him for help. If you stumble, just kneel and be humble, forgiveness you ask when you pray. No strive, get on with your life. Christians are perfect, just saying. Oh, let's get back, back to the Bible. Oh, let's get back to the truth. Oh, let's get back to the Bible. Oh, let's get back to the truth. Let's get back to the truth. Oh, let's get back to the truth. Now when you feel the need to plant the seed, share His word and do the rest. Harvest has come. He'll say, "Well done, forever with Him we'll be blessed." In the clouds, He'll say out loud, "Come, my pilgrim, in a Fought the good fight and lived in the light Forevermore to live again Let's get back to the Bible Let's get back to the truth Let's get back to the Bible Let's get back to the truth Let's get back to the Bible Let's get back to the truth Oh, let's get back to the Bible. Oh, let's get back to the truth. Let's get back to the Bible. Oh, let's get back to the truth. Oh, let's get back to the Bible. Oh, let's get back.
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we are going to the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides. These study guides are taking us through some of the most amazing prophecies in the Bible. Some of them have already been fulfilled, some of them are being fulfilled right now, and some of them will be fulfilled in the near future. They will also cover some of the most important teachings of the Bible. If you are a keen student of the Bible, or just interested in what the Bible says, then these studies are for you. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for the Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We are on study number one and question number four. Question four is, how did God reveal his secrets to his prophets? We find the answer in Numbers chapter 12 and verse 6. And it says, Then he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him. In a vision, I speak to him in dreams. God used dreams and visions to depict and outline his prophecies. On some occasions, he would speak directly like he did to Samuel in 1 Samuel 3.10. But usually he spoke through visions. Yeah, and while in vision, the prophets saw a range of symbols and world events that formed the basis of the prophecies. And sometimes God would reveal the keys to unlocking the prophecy within the vision. At other times, though, the prophets did not understand the meaning, and the meaning would remain a secret until our day. The time of the end. Daniel 8, 17, 26, and 27. Question 5 says, What is the purpose of Bible prophecy? And John fourteen twenty nine says, And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. And the primary purpose of prophecy is to give us confidence to trust in the God of the Scriptures. And yeah, God has provided a logical foundation for our belief system, not just a faith based on traditions or culture. There have been many gods throughout history. The Creator God asks us to believe Him on the basis of the accuracy of His predictions. Yeah, and if God created the past and he can see the future, you can trust him to take care of your life today. Question 6 asks us, what approach does God use to outline his prophecies? Now, Revelation 1 verse 1 says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, things which must shortly take place, and he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant, John. The prophecies of the Bible were signified, in other words, put into signs and symbols. Many of these symbols depict imagery of mystical animals, colors, metals, and people. You know, and through this series, we will uncover intriguing prophetic symbols such as 666 and the Mark of the Beast, the Great Red Dragon, the Seal of God, Armageddon, the Beast from the Bottomless Pit, the Time, Times, and Half a Time, the Lord's Day, and the Antichrist. You know, there are two key aspects of Bible prophecy. The first one is prophetic symbols. A variety of symbols are used to represent nations, people, religious movements, and political events. In total, over 60 symbols can be identified, with each symbol playing an important role in portraying the full meaning and significance of each prophecy. The second aspect of Bible prophecy is numerals. Great men throughout history, such as Isaac Newton and Leonardo da Vinci, have been intrigued with the symbolic meaning of Bible numerals. Not only are there many time periods in the Bible that predict when certain events will occur, but certain numbers also represent a spiritual meaning. In total, at least 12 numbers can be identified as holding special significance. And you know, it's interesting to note that the ancient pagan religions also used signs and symbols to represent spiritual beliefs, particularly in reference to worship of the nature gods, During the early to middle ages, as the church blended with the surroundings of pagan cultures, some of these symbols were incorporated into Christian art, rituals and traditions. You may recognise some of these symbols. The egg, birth and fertility goddess. The sun face, which is the sun god. 
The pentagram, which is union and balance between the spiritual realm and the elements of nature. The solar wheel, which is sun god circle of life. The crescent moon, which is sacred feminine. And the all-seeing eye, spiritual enlightenment. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text SOP STUDY, one word, no spaces, to 04888880831, and we will send you a link that will take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So text SOP STUDY, that's S-O-P-S-T-U-D-Y, to 04888880831. Today we're on study guide number one, titled The Secrets of Prophecy. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Table and Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Sila with Standing on the Promises. Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. We have been going through the Secrets of Prophecy Bible Study Guides. And today, we are exploring the Bible for keys on how to interpret Bible prophecy, using the Bible to explain itself, and to find good biblical principles for interpreting Bible prophecy. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We're on study number one and at question number seven. Question seven says, what do you need to do to gain the most benefit from Bible prophecy? We find this answer in Revelation chapter one and verse three. And it says, blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy 
and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. You know, the book of Daniel and Revelation are important for us to read and to understand. What is even more important is that we keep or put into action the things we learn from God's word. Yeah, and God wants us to worship him out of love, and the highest form of worship is obedience. Most importantly, though, true happiness is a consequence of loving obedience to God and his word. Amen. Question 8 says, Why was the Bible written in mysterious symbols? Luke 8.10 says, And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest is given in parables that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. You know, there are three main reasons why mysterious symbols are used in the Bible. And the first one is for protection. A number of prophecies predicted the downfall of empires and described nations and global political powers in less than flattering terms. The Bible was at risk of being destroyed by those who opposed God's people and denied God's teachings. The major prophecies were placed into a code for protection. Jesus said, Seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand, the prophecies were cloaked in symbolism. Now the second one is to increase faith. Bible prophecy is not really difficult to understand, but it does take time and commitment. Readers need to dig into each prophecy to determine its meaning, and search the scriptures to discover the keys to each symbol. Your faith will increase as you learn more about God and see His amazing love and care for people throughout history. And the third is to effectively communicate. Symbols are a powerful form of communication. Companies spend millions of dollars creating symbols that touch a chord within the community and effectively communicate the meaning and personality of their brand. Alrighty, question 9 asks, who is the central character of Bible prophecy? Revelation 1.1 says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, things which must shortly take place, and he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant, John. Although the prophecies outline many future events, the focus of Bible prophecy is Jesus Christ. There are many prophecies that refer specifically to Jesus, describing unique names, his appearance, his character, and the way he interacts with his people. That's right. It's amazing how so many people, so many Christians, won't even want to read Revelation because they think it's scary and it's not relevant. But we just read in Revelation chapter 1 that Revelation is about Jesus Christ. It reveals who Jesus is. Question number 10 says, What are the keys to understanding Bible prophecy? In order to understand the prophecies, the following principles need to be followed. The first is understanding the symbols. This can be quite easily achieved as the Bible provides the keys to what they mean. The second one is pray for spiritual enlightenment. The Bible says that spiritual things are spiritually discerned. We find that in 1 Corinthians 2.14. Ask God to help you understand the prophecies. After all, he developed them. Uh, The third one is, see the prophecies as signposts in time. Some people get confused when they view the prophecies as relevant only to the time of the Bible writers. Misunderstanding can also occur when we apply all the prophecies to the end of time. Throughout this series, you will see predictions covering a time period from their inception through to the end of time. God provides signposts or events throughout time which highlight where we are in human history. And the fourth key is allow the Bible to interpret itself. It is essential that we allow God to unlock the secrets of prophecy. By comparing scripture, we can avoid speculation and allow the Bible to interpret itself. Understanding the Old Testament in particular is the foundation of understanding Bible prophecy. Of the 404 verses in the book of Revelation, more than 270 refer back to the history, imagery, and prophecies of the Old Testament. We have an awesome free offer for you today, so save this number in your phone, 04888808831. That's 04888808831. And wait for the code word that is coming up soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, and here is the Petersons with I Know Who Holds Tomorrow. I don't know about tomorrow. 
Table and Explorers. We've been going through the Secret of Prophecy Bible Study Guides, and today we're exploring the Bible for keys on how to interpret Bible prophecy. Using the Bible to explain itself and to find good biblical principles on interpreting Bible prophecy. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Table and Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. We're on study number one and at question 11. Question number 11 says, what are some of the key symbols of Bible prophecy? One of the symbols in Daniel and Revelation is a beast, and these beasts can be quite scary when we read about them, but let's find out what they actually represent. Daniel 7.17 says, Those great beasts which are four are four kings which arise out of the earth. 
Verse 23 says, Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from the other kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it in pieces. These beasts represent kingdoms and political powers, and you know, the use of animals as symbols for nations is still common today. For instance, the kangaroos are Australians, kiwis are New Zealanders, springboks are South Africans, and the eagle is often used for Americans. All right, so another symbol that we find in Revelation is a woman. Jeremiah 6.2 tells us more. I have likened the daughter of Zion to a lovely and delicate woman. That phrase, the daughter of Zion, is usually referred to the Jewish nation or just basically a church. Now, in Bible prophecy, a pure woman is a symbol of a pure church. A corrupt woman is a symbol of a corrupt church. Another symbol in Bible prophecy is water. You know, we see beasts coming out of water. What does the water actually mean? Well, Revelation seventeen fifteen tells us, Then he said to me, The waters which you saw, where the harlot sits, are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. So the waters in Bible prophecy represent a large populated area. And even today, a large number of people are referred to as a sea of faces. So the last key symbol we're going to look at is what a day represents in Bible prophecy. So let's look at Ezekiel chapter 4 and verse 6. And it says, And when you have completed them, lie again in your right side, and you shall bear the iniquity of the house of Judah forty days. I have laid on you a day for each year. One of the most important numerical codes is the day for a year principle. In Bible prophecy, a prophetic day equals a literal year. As an example, 1,260 days in Revelation 12.6 represents a literal 1,260 years. Question 12 says, what warning does God give when interpreting prophecy? 2 Peter 1 verse 20 tells us, knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation. Prophecies are to be interpreted through an understanding of the Bible, not personal guesswork. Yeah, what you or I might think it means is not as important as what God says the prophecy means. This series of study guides will cover a broad range of important Bible teachings. Yeah, and in each case we look into the context of specific Bible statements and move through the Bible to discover the overall meaning. Question 13 says, What promises does Jesus give to those who obey his word? Revelation 22 verse 14 says, Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life, and may enter through the gates into the city. The Bible promises you the gift of eternal life if you choose to accept it. Choosing Jesus means more than just a verbal affirmation. Yeah, it definitely involves loving him and a willingness to obey him. Understanding the prophecies of the scriptures helps you to know and love God more fully and provides clear direction for these last days of earth's history. We have an awesome free offer for you today. So save this number in your phone. 04-888-80831. That's 04-888-80831. And wait for the code word that's coming up very soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Michael W. Smith with Ancient Words.
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. We have been going through the secrets of prophecy Bible study guides, and today we're exploring the Bible for keys on how to interpret Bible prophecy, using the Bible to explain itself and to find good biblical principles on interpreting Bible prophecy. If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers, or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM Australia app. Let's get back to our study. There are three points that we need to remember from this study today. Only God knows the future. The secrets of prophecy are understood by allowing the Bible to interpret itself. And Jesus is the center of prophecy. Would you guys say that they would be the the three main points that we would need to remember from this study? Yeah, definitely. And um, if I could add on... Point number two, where it says the secrets of prophecy are understood by allowing the Bible to interpret itself, and we need to really pray for the Holy Spirit to guide us while we're reading those two. For me, I think that the third one, Jesus is the center of prophecy, would probably be an important one, because a lot of people think Revelation has many moving parts, which it does, but in the end, it all revolves around Mm, Jesus. It does. And that's the the beauty of, of prophecy, and understanding these three points are something that are very, very important. Mm. You know, to understand that if God knows the future, then that just shows that we can trust Him with our lives. You know, there's this story, and it goes like this. A young girl was watching a man publicly denouncing God as a myth and mocking the thought that anyone could predict the future. She turned to the man and said to him, My Bible talks about you. Oh, is that true? said the man. What does it say about me? The young girl quoted to him from the book of Psalms, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. That's Psalms 14.1. As only a young girl could, she then went on to say, The Bible says the fool has said in his heart, There is no God. But mister, you are even sillier because you have actually said it out loud. What lessons can we learn from this simple story? This kid must have God on her side or she studies the Bible a lot. Because, like, to have the guts just to go up to this full-grown man and say, Mister, mm. you're sillier because you said that God is fake out loud. Yeah. Man, that's just <laughs> something you wouldn't expect. Yeah, and the simple mind of a child, if it can understand the Bible, then surely other people can too. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, we're seeing this a lot more and more today where people are saying that God isn't real. But we can see the faith of a young girl able to stand up for her faith and to tell someone that, hey, you know, the Bible talks about you because he says only a fool will say that God doesn't exist. So she's really just calling him a fool. So guys, after this study that we've done, how could understanding prophecy impact your spirituality? Personally, it strengthens my faith. It makes me not worry at all because I know that he's in control of the future and that I have nothing to fear. Yeah, prophecy paints this beautiful picture of Jesus that really just helps me personally to really get to know him like I haven't before. You know, I think understanding prophecy is so important because it shows us who Jesus is and how much that he looks out for us. Like prophecy is like that glimpse into the future to tell us what is behind that next corner so that we can be ready for Jesus to return. So another question, guys, in what ways do you think an understanding of prophecy will give you hope for the future? Since God has predicted many things, and just about all of those things have come true, I don't see why we shouldn't put our trust in God and have faith in Him. 
Yeah, definitely. And, you know, knowing that he has predicted things that have come to pass gives me faith that other things he has predicted will come to pass and really gives me confidence for the future. Yeah, both of you are right. And the thing that I love about prophecy and especially the things that talk about the future, some of those things have come to pass. So when we look at the different prophecies in the Bible, we see that they've come to pass. The ones that haven't, we can have the assurance that they will come to pass, especially the one where Jesus will return to this earth to take us all home. Okay, last question for you guys. What do you think you could do in your approach to Bible study to ensure Jesus remains at the heart of prophecy instead of just focusing on future facts and events? If I approach Bible study with an open mind and always remember that Jesus is at the center of Bible prophecy, I can read and understand anything. Yeah, and we need to really ask God for understanding when we're reading this stuff. You know, there's a lot of stuff that can be confusing, and I'm sure someone that's secular that as God has no meaning to them, they could read this and they could probably uh, like decipher a lot of these puzzles. It's like mm. a puzzle in a game. But to understand that God is the center of this and really get meaning from it, we need to have God's guidance. Mm, we've got to be Amen. careful not to just have it as facts and events. Like There are facts and events in Bible prophecy, but we need to remember that Jesus is the center. And for me, when I open the Bible, I like to ask God to give me wisdom and knowledge of what I am reading. So it's his interpretation, not my own. And I think, too, to ensure that Jesus remains at the heart of prophecy, I think we need to have a relationship with him. It's the relationship with Jesus that is going to help us to understand and know what these prophecies are about. Definitely. So our response question for our study today says, Knowing the importance and relevance of Bible prophecy, would you like to know God better by further investigating the meaning of Bible prophecy? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. My answer is definitely yes as well. I think that it is something important to study. Well, thank you, Ethan and Noah, for joining our study today here in the studio. And thank you for all you who are listening. I hope that you are blessed and that you have a little bit more understanding of prophecy. Let's close this study with a prayer. Dear Jesus, we want to thank you so much that we're able to come together and have this Bible study, looking at the different keys and principles of Bible prophecy. Lord, as we go through this series over the next 24 weeks, I just pray that you be with us, that you lead and guide us as we're understanding the prophecies of the Scripture and help us to always ensure that you are at the center of all the prophecies that we study. We pray that you continue to lead and guide us and draw us closer to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. It's time to give you the code word for today's free giveaway. Today we have a box full of a little book called Decoding Bible Prophecy. This book is about understanding what those Bible prophets said, especially apocalyptic prophets such as Daniel and John the Revelator. This book will help you read those prophecies and make sense of some difficult passages in the Bible. You will learn principles of interpretation the meaning of a number of apocalyptic symbols, and important hints regarding major time prophecies. If you would like this book sent to you absolutely free, then all you need to do is text the code word hashtag TE13. That is hashtag TE for Table and Explorers 13. Text that to 04 for your free copy of Decoding Bible Prophecy. Next week in our study, we will explore the Bible to answer the question, who will control the world? Will it be the United States, Israel or China? Will it be a religious leader such as the Pope or a united Europe? Will one of the nations of Islam dominate the new world? Join us next week as we discover who the Bible says will control the world. Thanks for tuning in today to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. If you are not sure about any of the things we've talked about on the show today, we want to encourage you to pray, ask God for clarity, and study the Bible for yourself. As David says in Psalms 119, God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God bless and we'll catch you next time.